Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode, number 408, I am bringing to the show one of my in real life friends, Lee Corden. But as Christians, as believers, you know, so much of etiquette is based on that you know, love your neighbor, considering others' needs, you know, before our, ourselves. All these Bible verses that we have been treating, teaching our children when they were little, etiquette and manners are a way to um, express those and, and show those. Lee is the creator of a site called Do Say Give, and it is her passion to help impact this generation and the next and help people be gracious in all that they do and they say and they give. And I know for me, she is my go-to resource when I'm trying to figure out how to handle an etiquette situation, particularly in the subculture I'm in in Dallas. And she's willing and able to help you as well, particularly when it comes to our tween and teen girls and boys. She has these new on-demand video courses that are going to be available in Listen for a discount code at the end of this episode just for you Don't Mom Alone listeners to get 20% off of those courses. We thought it would be fun for us to get together and have a conversation about modern manners and what this looks like having tween and teen. She has all girls. I have all boys. We want to help guide them. We didn't grow up with devices, so we're learning as we go, and so we thought this would be a way to encourage you to have various conversations. You guys know my heart that I'd never want to give a formula. I want to support you and especially not heap on layers of guilt when happy Mother's Day, it's coming up. So more than anything, my heart is to support you if your desire is to train up your kids when it comes to loving others well and connect you with Lee so that you don't mom alone in this area. All right, let's get right to it. Here we go. Lee, welcome finally to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I just feel so honored to be asked. Well, we have been walking alongside each other, my boys and your girls at the same school and doing our own little online things. But I love that our paths have crossed in this topic because I need your help. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> we all need help. Trust me. We all, we all need, need help. help. Yes. We don't want a mom alone. And no. I told you when it comes to the topic of etiquette, mm-hmm. I always feel like there's some secret guidebook that all the women here in Dallas had. Mm-hmm. And I, because I grew up in Indiana, did not mm-hmm. get a copy of it. And so there's expectations of behavior and I'm like messing up all the time. No, you're not. But yes, I, I understand. I understand the feeling. I remember when we lived in South Florida. I think you lived in Florida at one point too, didn't you? No, my mom no, lives okay. there now. Yeah, your mom is there. Okay, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, we. I grew up in in the South, and we lived part of our childhood in South Florida. Which in South Florida, there's a lot of people that are transplants from uh, the New York area, New Jersey area. And I remember using my su- good Southern manner, saying "Yes, sir" to my friend's father, and he was highly offended. He was highly oh. offended because he thought, well, I'm not a police officer. Why are you using that? And so it just goes to show that etiquette is so much about the culture that you're in. And it changes based on geography, you know, backgrounds, all different kinds of things. And so, but you can, you move into a new area and you feel like, well, there, there is this kind of understood code of conduct that no one gave me a manual to. And you kind of have to brush up a little bit. And those that are in the culture need to have a little grace about, about that for sure. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I really feel it. And We were saying this topic of etiquette and technology and our tweens and teens, Mm -hmm. we don't have a guidebook either as parents Mm -hmm. because our parents didn't teach us beyond when you answer the home phone, you identify yourself and whatever, say hello and all of the order of how you answer the phone. That's totally different now. Yes, totally different. Total, totally different. And really technology, as we know, is this whole new frontier. It's moving so fast and there hasn't really been a guidebook to teach ourselves and our children, especially with social media. But uh, we remember during the home, the virtual learning of the pandemic, like how to use Google Classroom and all these kind of things. Like we, no one ever sat down and taught us how to do these things. And, and a lot of us aren't teaching our children because we don't even think about, about what to teach. And so, um, but it is, it is a form of communication, technology, social media, all these different things. And in any form of communication or interaction, 
you need to have, you need to know how to treat people. We need to know how to treat people well and love our neighbor, whether it's in person or online. Yeah. And then there's this whole, I know difference amongst Mm -hmm. parents on Mm -hmm. when devices get presented to kids and whether it's a gab phone or an iPhone or an iPad or video games. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's just a variety of choice, like decisions around that, that in this episode, we're not shaming you if you've made one choice or another. Mm -hmm. We're just like, if you've made this choice, this might be a great conversation to have with your kid about, because what, what did you, how would you define etiquette? Let's just start there. Well, etiquette is, there's etiquette and there's manners. Etiquette is is sort of, I mentioned a code of conduct, how you, depending on the situation, the the culture that you're in and the code of conduct of how people interact and treat each other. But as Christians, as believers, you know, so much of etiquette is based on the, you know, love your neighbor, considering others needs, you know, before ourselves, all these Bible verses that we have been teaching teaching our children when they were little, etiquette and manners are a way to um, express those and, and show those. And so, yes, with um, technology, I, you know, I, I, the older you get, I think the more humble you get about your decisions as a parent, because things are constantly changing your second, third, fourth child. And so I'm not here to say this is the only way to do things. This is the right way. This is the right age, all those kinds of things. I'm coming from the social media world, I've been in social media a long time. I, I would say, you know, hold off as long as possible um, on social media. We see the effects that's having on um, our children, our teens and our tweens. But the fact of the matter is whether your children are on it, even if they're not on it, their friends are on it, or maybe you have a, an elementary school child and they know that it's coming. And so wherever you are in your, in your motherhood journey, this is, a, this is an issue that's coming, whether you like it or not, and, and how to deal with it. And so I hope our conversation today can kind of shed some light on the social media world and technology as far as how to, how to interact safely and respectfully, um, and also just encourage. Yeah. Because I was even protect young eyes. They came on yes, on the show. Great. Yes. And he was even showing the other day, like mm-hmm. a mom reached out to him whose child was connecting with strangers through the version app and using it as a social media. And it's, yeah. the version app is the Bible, y'all. Okay? I know. I saw and that. And yes. Pinterest. I mean, if they have access to technology, iPad, your phone, you, these are not like, you can't avoid it forever and think they're bubble wrapped and, oh, they go right. to a Christian school and they don't have a phone. Yes. And we're, we don't have to talk about these things. It's like, yes. And we're not even just talking safety. We're just saying right. how educating your child on their digital footprint, how you treat people. It's yeah. And, and good safety thing. as well, because I mean, my daughter, my oldest just turned 16 and the, this in Texas, the amount of things you have to do to get your driver's license yeah. is crazy. I mean, the, oh the testing, the driver's said, the cl- go here, go there. And I think, you know, we hand our, we do this for the car. And of course it's a physical safety thing, but, but the phone, we hand our children a phone and I say phone. I mean, you might give your fourth grader your iPad that has access to the internet. And so don't, don't think that just because they don't have a phone, they're not accessing the internet in some way, as you mentioned, but we're giving them this, this very, very adult thing, a device. And we're, we think, oh, they're just you know in their room or in the playroom, just scrolling along and think that they're safe in their house. But we, as we see with Protect Young Eyes and so many things, they're, they're not. If they have access to the internet, they're not. And also we're giving them an advice. We're not showing them how to use it, yeah. you know, as far as safety wise, but also like how to do, how to text, how to send an email, how to, you know, there's all these different things we talk about on Do Say Give about social media etiquette and how, what to, it's not just about what you post and not post. It has to do with what you comment and, and DMs and all these things that you think that children just know how to do teens, how to know, but they, they really don't. Most of yeah. them, most of them don't. And you mentioned it just now, but I'll tell everyone, I probably said it in the intro, but do say give is your quote unquote ministry business where you help people on, on those aspects of what to do, what to say, what to, what, how to give. And so what do you want to talk through first? Like, what do you feel like is an overarching conversation that parents should have with their kids when it comes to technology? Well, first, let's just talk. First, I'll just mention first, just overall, just social kind of skills, because I think this is important with tweens and teens. I don't know about you, but coming into the high school years, I've been just almost shocked and overwhelmed by the amount of pressure and attention that's on the academics, getting into college, the pressure starts early, and the, the amount of time, effort, money that parents spend on the academic IQ, I would say that you know, grades, test prep, tutoring, all these kinds of things to help our child, children be successful, get into college, all those things. But all the air are, quotes y'all can't see. All the air quotes y'all can't see. But like all the, um, but how much time and effort when we get to these seniors are we spending on their EQ, their emotional 
intelligence as far as how to problem solve, how to how to talk to someone that you don't agree with, how to have self-control and manage your anger and emotions and, and have empathy for others, all these things. I was doing research for something else. And there was a study recently that was like about Harvard Business Review did about like hiring CEOs and what companies, top companies are looking for. And it used to be operational and financial ability. And but now the top thing is social skills. Wow. And our we look at our um, this generation's Gen Z. I can't go a week without reading a news article about the social skills that are lacking in Gen Z. I went, read one this morning about new hires in the office. They don't. They're looking at their phone in the break room. They're not. They don't know how to have a conversation with somebody. Um, they don't know how to introduce somebody. And and so we want to make sure their emotional intelligence and their emotional kind of skills, social skills, that we're putting effort into those things as well not just for their success long term but even as like believers like how can we how can we share the gospel and have a com- and talk to someone if we don't know how to introduce ourselves or look people in the eye or have a conversation and so um i would just encourage parents to think about that as you feel like all these pressures you get into these teen years all these pressures to not not neg- neglect the really important social skills and um, and so that's one of the things that we do my goal at do say give is to help make when I started do say give it's like it was my tagline was for this generation the next because I want I knew that I wanted to help my daughter's generation well here's my question yeah I feel like I can tell my boys a thousand times yeah the right manner of how to behave let's say at the dinner table or how to have a conversation and it doesn't sink in yes do you have this with girls or do girls like just oh yeah they just get it because I'm like, yeah, I'm saying it. I feel like I'm trying to train it and it doesn't sink. Yeah. I mean, when they're, they're when they're young, they're just taking everything in. They listen to everything we say. Oh, we nod their head. They're just, oh, yes, mom, you're just a genius. You're so right. Um, but we know that's <laughs> not forever. It does not last, moms of young children. And so really, I tell, tell moms of young children, maximize that influence when you're young and, and protect it at all costs. Because before you know it, you don't, you're siphoning it away to activities and, and sports and friends and social media. Delay that as long as possible would be my advice. But but as, as far as those tween and teen years, that's one of the reasons that we created, we have two courses for tween and teen girls and tween and teen boys, because we know that, you know, it, it's nice to have another voice echoing what you're doing at home. And so that that's great. And also we know that the teens and tweens are spending so much time online on a screen, eight hours, an average a day for teens, five for tweens. And that's not just social media. That could be, you know, Twitch, video games, whatever they are. And YouTube, so yeah. YouTube and I, um, I know this is not what our conversation is about, but just something to put in parents' heads. Think about the content that is coming into their heads all day long, five to eight, maybe more hours a day. And I heard a lot of mom advice, you know, as a mom of young children, like a mom of teens is like, oh, you know, when you have a teen and tween, like you're listening more than you're talking, which I think is true to some respect, but also think about that they're receiving all this content, most of it probably, which is not aligned with your values. And you're not really talking and sharing what you, all these things that we're going to talk about as far as like treating people and how to, how to deal with these, these really, you know, grown up things. Um, and so don't stop talking, you know, yeah. don't stop talking. They may roll your eyes. They're listening. Um, but you have to be a little bit more strategic when they're tweens and teens. It has to be like, uh, some, maybe they bring it up about something related. And then that's an opportunity for you to ask questions. It's not just a lecture. It's asking questions. What do you think about this? And more of a conversation, but you still have an opportunity to instill your values and to kind of re-guide them and direct them um, in the way they should go. And and um, and so anyway, I hope that makes sense. But yeah. All right. It's spring. And I was just at a little mom's breakfast thing. And three gals walked in with the cutest spring colored tops. And it reminded me that it is a great time to just kind of like refresh and get ready with fun colors or trends or patterns to refresh your wardrobe. And I want to help you with that by connecting you with Stitch Fix. Now, there's a couple ways to do this. And I know you've maybe heard of the traditional way where you take a quiz, you get to know your style partner at Stitch Fix, and they will send you items that match your style. They will keep your sizes in mind, what price range you want, what you like to wear. And they have over a thousand brands and styles. And then they just send you the things, you try them on at home, you keep what you love, and you send back the rest free shippings, returns, exchanges. 
and there's no subscription required. You could just say, hey, I want, you know, I want a little spring refresh and you order that and then it'll show up. You could even do it on a seasonal basis. I also love their shop where it already has loaded in to Stitch Fix my sizes, what I like, what I've bought in the past even, and will show me things that go with what I have gotten from Stitch Fix in the past. I can go in and be like, I want a cute sneaker. And it pulls up the size eight cute sneakers and I can just hit purchase. And I'm telling you, it comes quickly, like a couple days later. Love that. Also love what they have for kids. If you need some refresh for your kids, because they're growing like weeds, people. I don't know what's happening. They sleep, they eat, they grow. And so Stitch Fix is awesome because they'll just send me a box of things that my boys can try on here at home, or I can kind of go through and be like, yeah, they won't wear that. They won't love that. Uh, right now, Stitch Fix is offering just my listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash DMA. That's stitchfix.com forward slash DMA for $20 off today, your first fix, stitchfix.com forward slash DMA. No, and I'll tell you, I'll give a little plug. I know we're going to talk about it, but in that course, I did pull it up for boys and Lee has hired, I don't know if you cast them, but they're pretty yes, it's cool not, guys. It's not me in the course. No, yeah, two knew- cool guys. And I'm like, oh, I think my boys would listen to them. Like, I think yeah. that they they are talking about things and I think young men want to be seen with respect. And I think those guys that you chose yeah, I knew that teen boys, that. yeah, the yeah. 12 year old boys are not going to be looking at like listening to me. <laughs> and so we hired really fun and engaging actors and we made the content. We kind of met them right where they are. Like they're watching videos all day long. They're watching YouTube. They love funny thing, clips and things like that. And so that's what it's, it's not very do say give at all <laughs> as far as like beautifully like, aesthetic and flowers and all those things. It's, it's, it's really no where they are. No, no yeah, bunnies, no, no flowers. Probably yeah. some bunnies back there somewhere, but yeah. So it's, it's trying to meet them. Where, and so there, it's just like something else. They'd be kind of scrolling and looking at, they can look at it on their phone, which is great. Okay, That's good. Okay. Well, let keep going with your. Yeah. Oh stuff. yeah. So, th- so think about the overall, just social skills, manners. Most parents I think are really good at teaching those good, at least in, the, in this area, in the South, you mentioned, uh, we do cotillion. We check that box. If cotillion, if you don't know what that is, it's just like a little manners course. They learn how to do the foxtrot and those kinds of things. But um, eat at a table, how, this, yeah, how the table, table is set. And yeah. all those things are, are good and, and great. But it's we need to think about beyond that when these tween and teen years, there's so much more that we need to kind of cover. And as far as the technology, but also think about this kind of hit me the other day is that these this generation is growing up in a world where they where it's not normal well, I guess I should say when we grew up it was very normal to be civil to everyone like mm-hmm. it was just civility was the norm civility is not the norm anymore in this online culture it's very normal to be rude com- you know send them in me and dm comment I me mean, there's so many times i want to get off social media um, <laughs> because of it and it's not it's it's christians too i mean like there is a way on social media that it's more acceptable. There's a disconnect between the, how we treat people online and how we treat people in in person. And I don't think our teams, we have, they don't, they're not seeing a lot of great examples online, I should say. And so we need to, we need to remember that. And so it's another reason we need to address these things. And behind a screen, people think that they don't, I can be anonymous, right? I can be anonymous. No one knows what I'm saying or if I'm sending a mean DM or, or comment or, or whatever I'm doing um, or text, you know, girls can say, maybe send a mean text or something, um, but it's nothing. It's really ever anonymous and it's still wrong and hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we, do we tell them something so that they can have a filter of like, if it's, you know, what's the verse, true, lovely, kind, like, do we think through mm-hmm. if it's not that, then don't say it kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think I tell our teen girl, the girls in our, I do teach our teen girl course, but I tell my girls as well. Like if it's, if, if you're posting, like for example, social media, like what you're posting, if you're, if your intentions are not good and you're posting something like you want to make someone feel left out, that wasn't invited to the party, or you're trying to brag about this fabulous vacation that you went on, like, then, you know, you shouldn't post, right? Like mm-hmm. don't post it. Um, and so I, I think kind of looking at your intentions as far as like before you send a text or before we never send a text in anger. We definitely need to t- tell our children that, like, never send a text. Put it to train them to like come to me if you if you receive something that's critical or mean or hurt your feelings. Like, come to me and let's talk about it before you respond. Mm-hmm. 
and show them like how, how to respond in love. And um, because they don't naturally know these things, especially over text, like how, how to do that. Um, but I think you go through all the different things that they have. And do they have access to texting on your iPad, even if they don't have a phone, like they need to know about the etiquette of texting. And as far as you and I mentioned, like the group chat, when someone first gets access to text and all their friends do, they just send all these massive group texts and it can be annoying to other people and they may hop off that group text. And so teaching them not to, to be mindful and considerate of that, like people don't like that. And that's, you know, they don't like, like the spamming, like the constant like the spam. Yeah, the spam. emojis or I remember yeah. taking a screenshot with my oldest in his group text because that was my first experience. I was like, what yeah. is going on here? Because yeah. he didn't have a phone. They were doing it on my phone. And I was like, this is just dumb. Like this yeah. is yeah, it's, silly it's, and it's, foolish. It's, I know. And and, and, and even like the, it, yeah. yes, the developmental stage of the boys versus the girls. I'm like, the right, girls are yeah. trying to have like an actual conversation and the boys would come in right. with like poop. And I'm like, that's yeah. Yeah. They're just a disconnect in their maturity level yes. trying to right. have a group chat conversation. It was kind of humorous, but then because it was on yes. my phone, it was super annoying. Yes. Yes. On your phone. Yeah. I think also um, the difference between texting a friend and texting an adult, like if an adult is texting you to babysit, you know, you're not using the slang. You still need to speak respectfully to them. And I make my daughters in complete sentences and I will look at their texts and make sure before they send it when they first started doing this. Again, it's training them how to how to do these things. And so that's a question that I know some of my friends had was yeah, like the checking the text. Yeah. How long, you know, we talked about feeding the mouth that bites you with that author and he just talks about the different countries and yeah, you know, you you slowly remove your hands mm-hmm. and let them be responsible. Yeah. But when you're first giving them a device or they have access to texting, what's your advice on how often you check or what that looks like so they don't feel like they're always in trouble or hide it or delete it. They can delete texts so that they see it as a partnership that you're you are on their side. Yeah. And I'm sure part of that is just your tone. But do you have any yeah. tips with that? Well, I mean, I think it depends on the age that you decide to allow that at first and their maturity level at that point. But I'll tell you this, most middle schoolers lack the maturity to handle a phone um, and, and texting pro- properly um, in the beginning, at least. And so if it's middle school, like they need, a, I think they need a lot of supervision. And it, as far as checking those texts and guiding them. Um, and then we we have a part, like kind of how we've done things. We don't have a set age about when you get a phone or anything like that. It has to do with our trust and in, in, in your maturity level. And um, and if if we give you something and you break the rules, like that immediately pulls that back. And um, I think it's the same with texting. Like if I give you the ability to text with your friends and then you break the rules or you like I see that you sent a mean text or you, you did something that was unkind, we're taking that away because that's that's how they learn. At least in our family, that's how they learn. It is a huge privilege and it is a huge responsibility to have a device um, that can connect with other people. And so, but yeah, they, they really don't, they don't know how to be kind. And, and um, I, another thing I would, we have a whole list on our website you can look at as far as texting etiquette, but you know, screenshotting and sharing, taking pictures of people, that's a big thing. It's, it's not okay to just take a picture of someone without their permission, especially share it um, on social media and also screenshotting text screenshotting a text and texting it to someone and sharing it with somebody else. And on the flip side, you have those conversations as far as whatever you put out there, whether it's a text, a photo, social media, you can never get it back. You may think you can delete it, but it's never gone. And growing up, we didn't have to worry about that. If we did something stupid and we were 13, we didn't have to worry that that was going to affect our scholarship our college application or our job when we're 21 or 24. And so unfortunately we have to have these conversations with our children and, and, um, and our teens and our tweens, because it, it, does, it can have a lot, unfortunately. And, and I, 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 there's so much pressure on teens and tweens and yeah. these topics. Oh, I, what if I make one big mistake in my room a whole life? And, and what I try to say is, listen, your family is going to love you no matter what. And that this is building the trust. Thing. I know you've talked a lot, a lot on your, content. It's like, you have to build that trust with your children. So they will come to you with, with if they see something inappropriate, or if they did something wrong, that you're going to love them, you're going to forgive them. You're they're, You're always going to be on their team. I think you have to just get that because they're all going to, they are going to make mistakes. They are going to be unkind and say something mean over text or screenshot. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. And so um, if you just chastise them, as soon as they tell you, they're not going to tell you anymore. They're not going to, they're not going to learn. You're going to miss future opportunities to teach and train them. So be patient. Be patient, yeah. be patient as they're learning. But I, yeah, I would say recommend checking, um, especially in those early, when the early months when they get their phone and, and, and keep doing it. I mean, I hear from moms and stuff and I think text, this is high school years, but 
the things that teen boys and teen girls text each other, I would say I, I would say that most parents are not text checking their teens. And that's, you know, that's their decision. And I think you have to give them that freedom and kind of let, let them run with it. But um, I think that's why it's also important to make sure you're going through our, the things that we're talking about to make sure that you're covering all the things. Because I think a lot of parents would be horrified if they knew what teens were texting and DMing each other. I remember, (laughs) I remember telling one of mine, I said, I'm able to screenshot anything. I'm checking Mm -hmm. your phone. That means I'm guessing, just assume that all these other kids, their parents can check it. I I say that too. And screenshot it. That if, if you wouldn't say it to their face, don't say it on text. If you don't don't talk badly about people behind their back on a text, it's going to be, it's going to come back to bite you. Just don't talk about people. That's general, right. But I just, I think that some of this is live and learn. Yeah, it is. It and, is. Mm-hmm. And I've even had to learn etiquette as a parent. I one time jumped in on a group text. That was a bad move. Wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. I told a girl that she didn't, she was being rude and she said she was joking. I said, that's not joking. That's sarcasm. And it's um, unkind. That was a bad, don't big mistake. <laughs> Don't do that, parents. This is one of my Titanic yeah, iceberg heads. Do yeah. not jump in in your yes. kids' group text. Yes. You can much. coach them on the side. You can coach yes. them on the side. Yes, yes. because mm-hmm. like we were saying with the Bible app, there's always going to be a place where they're going to be sneaky. Right. They want to be sneaky and you want to, like we said, build their trust and know that they re- you really are on their side and you don't want to disrupt their social connections because of your, you know, mama bear instinct. Yeah. Also, we haven't even talked like Snapchat for older kids. This is where we really can't be checking because once they see it, it disappears and yeah. it has its own whole etiquette <laughs> that I've had yeah, to learn. It, it really does. Like yeah, the full face, the half face, the ceiling, the leaving unopened, the, you know. And I think it's important to kind of know if your children are on these, these platforms, how they do work. And that's why if when moms ask me, what, how many, should I let them have all the social media channels? I, start one at a time if you're introducing social media again, hold off as long as possible, but like give yourself time to learn it. So with Snapchat, the leading on open means that you looked at someone's picture and that you didn't respond. And that's considered very rude. You're sending a message you may not have intended. We all know the internet is the wild west. And I don't know if you've ever searched your own name on a search engine or you're the type who keeps getting a lot of random emails or phone calls. It's amazing how your name, email, and home address and phone number can be found super easily. What happens is data brokers, they scrape the public tax record and they sell that information legally and they make it accessible to anyone. So I am thrilled to get to partner with Aura, A-U-R-A, It's an all-in-one online safety solution that protects you and your family from identity theft, financial fraud, online threats, all before they happen. You can rest easy knowing that someone is looking out for you. When I put in my information, it did like a a whole, what's it called? Sweep to see who had my information. And it was amazing how many different places. And it automatically requested for those places to take me off their list, which was so much easier than me going individually to each one. Places I'd never even heard of. If you are the victim of ID theft, their experience white glove fraud resolution team will help you navigate credit bureaus. They will help you initiate credit freezes or lock, and they will work with you around the clock to resolve it. They also help reduce those annoying robocalls and the telemarketers and the junk mail by those requests that I was talking about that they send on your behalf. It is awesome. For a limited time, Aura is offering our listeners a 14-day trial plus a check of your data to see if your personal information has been leaked online, all for free when you visit aura.com slash DMA. That's aura.com slash DMA to sign up for a 14-day free trial and start protecting you and your loved ones. aura.com slash DMA. Certain terms apply. Be sure to check the site for details. One thing that helps me out when it comes to unique items for our home, whether it's clean eating, clean products to clean our house or beauty products, my go-to place to shop is Thrive Market because it's convenient. 
One, it saves what I've ordered previously so I can find that easily. Also, I can search by diet or specific things I'm looking for on their website. And I know as a Thrive Market member, I'm gonna save money on every single order. I often save an average of 30%. I was just putting in my cart this week the collagen powder that I let expire my old collagen powder. Who knows how old it was? I think a couple years. I needed to replace it anyway. And I got it for, let me pull up my cart, 34% off, which is fantastic. You know, those things add up. When you're trying to make good choices for your family, it can add up. And I love that Thrive Market makes it easy for me to save money. They also have deals that change every day and they give me cash back on so many different brands and they have a price match guarantee. Not only does it save me money, but it saves time. Like I said, you can do all these different searches and when you join Thrive Market, you help a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. When you join, they give. So join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash DMA for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash DMA, thrivemarket.com slash DMA. Yes, and um, but I also think conversations about about Snapchat and other channels as far as the boy girl thing, I never thought about like, mm-hmm. is it okay, mom? For you mentioned, uh, I don't know if you talked about this, but I think a mom asked about. Oh yeah, you know, I have mom, questions. Yeah, ask that question. Yes. yes, okay. I have questions from our listeners. Which one did you want me to pull up? About the the mom who said when we were growing up, the yes, we had to call the house and you could kind of vet them a little yes. bit or at least hear yes. the voice and know them. Mm-hmm. You had a home phone and you could you had a home phone, and yeah. so now they're just going directly to each other and is on mostly on Snapchat or or other social media channels. And that's one question that came up with me is is it okay for her for my daughter to snap boys or snap them first or friend? I don't know if you call it friend or whatever it is, follow and all those kinds of things. And who do you follow? Who, who can follow me on Instagram? And again, there's no right answer. Like I, we might all come up a little differently on this, but it's like, have these conversations because yeah. um, I've had a lot of boy moms tell me that they can't believe the number of girls that text their sons. I'm talking middle school, you know, up until one or two in the morning. I'm saying, I bet those girl moms don't know that they even have their phone at two in the morning. I mean, I would check that. I've had Um, it happen where a girl did and she thought it was my son and it was me. uh uh And then she said, don't tell my mom. She said, and then she was like really anxious that I would tell her mom. But I think also what I've noticed as a boy mom, and maybe you Mm -hmm. can speak into this, is it feels aggressive to me and maybe it's not aggressive when a girl asks for their phone number to text yeah. them. It's like, maybe in my mind, I'm like, oh, she's not act- acting a little hard to get, but maybe yeah. this is like the new woman and women do this now. It just, I know that my boys don't see it as a good thing. Okay. Well, that's good. That's interesting to know because I, we've had this conversation too, and I'm more traditional in that way as far as like being pursued and, um, or it may be text, it may be a phone number. It may be like, what's your snap? I feel like that's a little easier even like exchanging snaps is different than asking Mm -hmm. for your phone number feels even more personal. Yeah. And along those same lines about boy girl relationships is not relationships, but just interacting. But um, I have those conversations because I think we assume that this is how we grew up this way. So our daughters are going to expect the same thing or want the same thing. But I've had a lot of boy moms say, Hey, you know, my son will open the door for a girl going into class and she'll chastise him and, um, and, and, or pay for dinner, all those kinds of more traditional manners you need to cover as well, because it, you know, what what does, what do you want to teach your son? What do you want to teach your daughter? Um, as far as, you know, what to expect. And I teach my daughter is you want, you want whoever you marry someday to honor and esteem you and whatever, you know, how that looks, it can look different ways. I don't know. I think a lot of boy moms and girl moms would be surprised that that that's not going on in a lot of places and that the girls are, I mean, I don't know, but I, I, I not even expecting it maybe, or not even wanting yeah, it. But I, I, yeah. And I, I think it's really important to teach boys to, to show respect to girls mm-hmm. um, and to teach girls to receive that respect. I've been also very like appalled at moms of teen girls telling me the kind of things that the way that boys are, and it could go, I'm sure it goes both ways. I'm just a girl mom, but 
the uh, going back to the content that they're consuming for hours and hours a day. Um, if your son is your daughter, but if they're gaming, if they're on YouTube, they're on Twitch, all these kinds of things, there is a culture, there is a lot of culture out there that is very, you know, not respectful of women. And, um, and that I th you can see like, you, you know, what you're consuming is going to come out of your mouth and how you're how you treat people. And we're seeing that with the teens and, the, and, and how they're treating treating each other and uh, particularly with boys and how they treat girls and the kind of language that they use and just very like disrespectful and not, um, I think you, you think, okay, well, I've taught them to say yes, sir, in the South or yes, you know, yes, please. And look people in the eye and hold doors open, all those kinds of things. But I would really talk to them about how do you treat girls in your class or in your, in your grade when they're, if you're going to the classroom, do you open the door? Or do they want you to open the door when you go out on a date? How, do, how does that look? And, and all those kinds of things, because I think what they're getting online is kind of conflicting with what we think that they are doing or that we're teaching at home. And so just to have those conversations. Um, also, the, the language thing, um, I know uh. some people say, oh, that's just normal for boys, blah, blah, blah. But you want your son to say, okay, if you're if they're at a playground, this is kind of a little off topic, but you know, if they're at a playground and there is, you know, boys, between boys being silly and, and cussing and trying to, you know, be cool. And there's like four-year-olds there. Like you want your son to stand up and say, hey, you know, we really, we shouldn't talk like that in front of them. And you want the boys to say that in front of the girls too. You know, I, I would appreciate if a boy would be like, hey, you know, we shouldn't talk like this in front of girls. It's not respectful. So yeah. anyway, that's just me as a, a, a mom of a girl. Um, but have, have those conversations and really the, think about the content that they're consuming and what effect it may be having on their behaviors and their you know, interactions with others. Well, and it feels like, again, as they get older, you have less control over that content. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Even if you're like, yeah. oh, you can't have TikTok, but then Instagram Reels is, yes. is basically TikTok. And then it's like, well, or YouTube Shorts is basically TikTok. I mean, it just feels like, you really have to train them to be the filter of the content. And even yeah. that's hard. Yeah. And they'll be at the dinner table and they'll say something ridiculous. And you're <laughs> like, where did you, that's not even true about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Something that happened in the world or yeah. Something uh -huh. happened in the world or some like conspiracy theory. And you're like, what? yes, what it, it's becomes yeah. truth because they, anyway, I think that is very hard. Well I, th well, I think that's a great point that you bring up at the dinner table, because we need to have those moments. We can get so busy as our children get older and so, just everybody going their own which way and everybody will tell you, you know, have family dinners. And I know that's not always realistic, but the time, to, whether it's morning, you know, breakfast together, which I know is hard with teens or whatever it is, like have that time where your the family ha conversation happens organically. It's not forced, but you can, that helps you monitor because that stuff comes out and you're like, Oh wait, I need to like file that away. We need to address that. Or, you know, we yeah. need to talk about that and make sure yeah. you're still don't, don't just totally like, I think we're so exhausted as moms and it's, so it's easy to just like, hi, just, I just, I can't keep up with it all. I just, I don't care, you know, or just whatever. And I would just encourage you to, if it helps, like don't give teens and tweens things that you can't, that you don't have the the mental capacity to like, or the bandwidth to kind of figure out, not that you have to monitor it all the time, but just kind of be aware of what's going on. And, and while it, it's kind of like a back and forth of like two steps forward, one step back is like you said, training them, kind of give me a little freedom and then, okay, wait, and you're, you're still under my house. You're still under our rules. So we can, we can pull this yeah. back. You know, if we see it's affecting you and it, it is affecting, I mean, social media is affecting a lot of teens and tweens. Well, and one idea, if y'all do have, you're in that teen season, I remember interviewing Kristen Welch once and she, not Kristen Welch, a different Kristen. Anyway, turquoise table. She was saying oh, yeah, they, yeah. they always did Sunday dinners. Oh yeah, we do we do Sunday brunches or dinner, mm -hmm. and so they knew that at least one time in the week they were all sitting yeah. around the table because of practices, and and their kids knew that that was kind of the expectation not to make plans if you're in that season. Um, one question I wanted you to answer before we have to go is, how do you let friends know you will not be twenty four seven available? She said through text, and like I think Snapchat is similar. Like if you don't respond right away, it's like you have right. a streak. Streak is another yes. etiquette thing. Anyway, yes, I think if you it's really important to tell our children that you can have manners, you can be polite and still have boundaries and, mm. and say no. I mean, one of the things we're most known for is like how to say no politely, like you can it's okay to have boundaries and and but they need help in like having those what to say things, how to say things. And so um, if it's a text, maybe it's a spamming text issue, there's too many things you can say, hey, you know, I've 
I know you'll understand. I've, I've got to study tonight. I've, I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm not being rude. Like, let them know. I'm not just like being rude, ignoring y'all. I'm just turning my phone off so I, I can study. I have a test tomorrow. Or always like blame the parents. You know, my mom is, yeah, my mom has me take my phone away at eight o'clock or whatever it is. That always works too. But just communicating those boundaries so they're not thinking that you're just ghosting them. That's another thing. Ghosting. Let's, I want to address real quick with the teens and the tweens and asking to dances. That's another issue, mom. Oh. Like, as far as the formals, the homecomings, the proms. And a lot of asking goes over text or Snapchat. And a lot of this is happening is that the person that is being asked doesn't want to go with that person. So they just ghost them, which means they don't respond at all or they leave them on open or, and that is like, or I heard, I heard girls saying yes and then saying no. That happens too. And so how they get, these, they get up game to, they get asked yeah, by someone a, better, a better, a better option comes along. And so really think about like, okay, when that season comes, make sure that you talk about these things because that didn't happen when we were growing up, right? That just, this mm-hmm. didn't happen. And so how to, how to handle that, how to be respectful. And then also we have a lot of content on this on our website, but just how to like be a good date and all what that looks like. In this that was age, something so. one of my sons commented on is he was surprised how a few of the freshman guys were literally gaming at the dinner table before the homecoming dance on their phones, playing video yeah. games. And I would think as a future, like I, that's the thing I worry most about from the future daughter-in-laws I have is mm-hmm. this gaming, how will that impact their relationship? And right. And I think it's for, yeah. And I think it's for girls as well is because yeah. the texting etiquette, phone etiquette, if you have a device and someone else doesn't, like if you get the first one to get your phone, don't be on the phone. Like if, if there's three girls and or two of them have phones and one don't, Put the phone away. Put the phones away. That's not like mm-hmm. considerate. If y'all are just like sharing stuff on your phone, and like with the gaming too, like be considerate of the other people in the room with with your device and then put it down. And I, I've had several boy moms tell me that, hey, this is an etiquette thing with the phone. Is like they would have a their son would have a friend in elementary school that they were really close to, but then when they got to be in like the gaming middle school years, that every time that friend came over, all they wanted to do was be on their phone or play a game on the video games, and like it just that's okay sometimes, but you, you want to make sure your son, your, your daughter is well-rounded and, and able mm-hmm. to have a conversation, able to you know, interact in other ways. And so if you kind of see that happening, and again, sometimes you don't see it happening because you're not with them if they're at a yeah. friend's house or they're at school. And so just kind of keep tabs on that, make sure, because they need to know how to interact, have a conversation, ask questions. That's one thing we talk about it. Do you say how to have a conversation, how to introduce someone, how to be inclusive as far as there's someone that's not in the conversation. How do we bring them into the conversation? Um, all those kinds of things are just so important to instill in our, our children. What do you think are, like, I understand not being on your phone in the car is a great rule in theory. Mm-hmm. I've had a harder time implementing it with older boys. Mm. I have older boys in the car. They tend to be on it. Yeah. And I can have this suggestion of, hey, guys, let's not be on our phones. Or my husband will be like, hey, if we're watching a movie, don't be on your phones. But like them actually doing it feels impossible. Do you mean like when it's just you and your sons or like when they're with their friends? With me. Yeah. Their family. I know. I feel yeah. like I can set this like, you know, no mm-hmm. phones at the dinner table. Yeah. And wouldn't you know, like someone wants to tell a story or, oh, hey, I want to yeah. show you this. <laughs> I know. And then it's back. It, that's like, oh, let's take all your devices out while you're studying. Oh, well, I have to, I have to FaceTime my friend because we have to, I'm like, you can't, it's just always a losing battle. And it's so frustrating. That's why I say a lot of parents just like want to throw your hands up because it's just defeating every, every day I feel like, but just, I think keep at it. Have obviously there's situations where, yeah, you can have your phone at the dinner table to show me something, but like keep going back to like those non-technology moments because I think otherwise they, they don't have the self-control or they're still learning that self-control. I mean, even adults looking down at their phone all the time. We see that with adults. And of course, 13 year olds don't have that kind of self-control. So we have to physically take it from them to practice the eye contact, to practice conversation, all those kinds of things. So, but yeah, it feels like it adds a disconnect to our relationship Yeah, that I'm like, I don't want to constantly be having this be the thing that disconnects us. Right. Or that causes an argument or something it like causes that. Causes an argument. Yes. It has to uh-huh. be a hot topic. Or because the, they of course get annoyed. I can imagine I would be annoyed. Yes. If I was checking, and you and I both work on our phones. Yes. Like I'm checking a DM and I've gotten mm-hmm. mad before where the boys yeah. are like, Mom, stop looking at your phone. I'm like, I'm working. I'm I know, me too. I know. The I fact to that I can pick I'm... you up from school right. on time exactly. is because I'm able to work from my phone. But so I get annoyed. 
course they get annoyed when I'm yeah. telling them and they're in the middle of messaging someone, or maybe right. I think our kids, another level of pressure, especially our kids who are believers is I do think friends come to them for advice and for guidance and they can become like counselors. And mm-hmm. sometimes they're dealing with really heavy things yeah. and mm-hmm. respecting them that they're doing their best in managing it, yes. I think is an important part of having a healthy relationship around technology with them. Yeah. And I think we, we have this like end point where they're going to go, they're going to leave our home probably mm-hmm. when they're 18, hopefully. And, <laughs> um, but it, like, from now until that point, we have time, right. To kind of teach them, let them make mistakes, kind of reteach them, give them freedom. And just more and more, as you get to that point, what's that end point? Because they're going to go to like, you could not give them a phone until they're 18, but then what's going to happen when they go to college, right? They, they're not going to have the, the practice and the, the habits and the things that they maybe learned from you or that you taught them. And so again, there's no like right answer when the right age is, but you knowing that they are going to be on their own someday. And so before they get there, what can we do to teach them good habits, to teach them how to be respectful and considerate? and yeah. safe and all those kinds of things. And it, it is, it is an ongoing process. I don't do it perfectly. I, I realized I didn't do that right. Let's try this again. Um, and sometimes I feel like I've given too much freedom and I've had to pull back and that's super painful for everybody involved, but it's worth it. If it's, if you see that it's, it's having a negative influence or impact on your child, it's, it's totally worth it. The, um, their unhappiness, their short-term unhappiness will result, you know, in long-term, I think. Yes. Long term, like grace, just overall, grace for them. Health. Yes. Grace yes. for yes. us. Mm-hmm. Grace in this whole process. Yes. But it doesn't mean not being intentional on some things. Right. Yes. And having these totally. conversations. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to mm-hmm. link to all the different okay. tools that you have. You have this fantastic course for boys and girls. And we will link to all that in the show notes. Anything you want to say about those courses before we have to go? Yeah, we're going to, um, we only offer it at certain times throughout the year. And so, but we're going to open up to your um, listeners with a 20% off code, Heather, that you can find the link in um, the Joke Mom Alone podcast notes. Okay, y'all. 20% off if you use the code Heather. You heard it It's here. a great thing to do during the summer too, when you have yeah. some, some downtime and they can watch on the plane, on the, you know, on their phone, on the iPad, whatever. It's, it's very short and it's, um, they may roll their eyes. The boys may roll their eyes. I'm not doing that, but most of them re- do it. And like, I'm so glad that I did that. I learned, I learned some things and it gives them some confidence as well. Yeah. It's like me. I'm like, I'm sure there's yeah. a rule I'm missing yeah. how to behave as a woman. That's in right. and, and I think as they're, as they're going to all these different things, as they get older, you know, interviewing for jobs or scholarships or colleges or all these kinds of things, internships, the more things that we can do to build their confidence. And I think that that helps because a lot of them are kind of lacking in social skills. And, and so um, giving them social skills, that's one less thing they have to worry about as they're facing these big life things. So it's protective too. All that connection yeah. is yeah. really protective mm-hmm. to the yes. harmful choices out there, y'all. Yes. Thank you for being with me, Lee. I really appreciate it. Thank Honored you. to share you with my people and y'all just keep... Lee will tell you what to buy, what to say, yes. what to yes. do. You just, the handbook is right there. So follow Thank her. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. So Thank much. you. Okay. okay. See you in carpool. All right. Bye. Okay. <laughs> okay, y'all. Thanks for joining me and Lee. I hope you heard the code. It's Heather, all caps. And the links to those different courses are in the show notes. You can always find the show notes in your podcast player or over on my website, heathermcfadian.com. Um, or you can go to don'tmomalone.com and find those show notes. Thanks for being with me. I'm going to pray over us and just wisdom as we mother and grace. Lord, I thank you for this role you've given us to be those who bring beauty and love and intentionality and care to our families. I pray that the women who are listening would feel your love and care over them. Um, on a day that the world has decided is Mother's Day, but we know that you see us at all times, that you are the God who sees and you see our hearts, you see our desires to serve you. And I pray for the mom who's feeling a bit discouraged today, as if she missed the mark somewhere in her parenting journey, that you would help her see the way you see her, which is through your son, And that you see her desire to be the best mom she can be. And that 
for you, that is enough, Lord. I pray that we could rest in your provision and your care. I pray that we would call on the Holy Spirit in moments of parenting that are challenging, that we could get insight from you. And Lord, I just pray that you would guide us so that we could be people in the world who not only follow you, but we shine a light of your goodness to those around us so that they question and wonder, where is that light coming from? And we can say only the source is you. And may we be those kind of neighbors in our spaces you've given us to occupy. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'll be back here next week with a fun guest, another Dallas friend who is um, talking to us about what to do now for the teen years. How do we parent ahead? And y'all, I'm trying to get this summer of mentorship idea going and it's um, a little slow. I've only had two people call, but if you want to be a part of my summer of mentorship, I'd love for you to leave me a voicemail with a question you'd love for me to cover in summer of mentorship. It could be like a real quick one minute. You don't have to say your name. If you want me to read the question, just say, hey, Heather, I'd love for this to be anonymous. Read my question. Otherwise, we'll take your audio clip. We'll include it in an episode this summer. The phone number to call is 972-246-8699. And I'll get it and I'll get an audio file that we can include in the show. Um, We'll be doing the six weeks of the summer of mentorship again this year. So gather your friends if you want to listen. And uh, also, you have a couple days left to enter our giveaway. If you've read my new book, Right Where You Belong, or you've started reading it or listening to it on Audible, you leave a review, you get an entry, and we're giving away three things to three different people. So it's nine things total, but each person will get three things. You will get a $25 Amazon gift card, a DMA merch of your choice, and a one-on-one Zoom call with me that we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. But if you want to talk about your God-given space and you need some guidance there, I'd love to do that with you. To enter to win that, go to the show notes or if you're on Instagram, there's a link in my profile. The giveaway does end May 11th. All right, see you back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us. Moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.